Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm your host, Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Sapphire Flames by Alona Andrews. So let's love the magic of books. This was a fun series. This is a fun addition to this series. I really enjoy it. This so far is so good. I feel like it continues the same as the first three books in the series. So it's a very similar kind of plot structure and setup that we have going for us. And hey, if it works, don't change it. So I'm totally fine with that. And I really like the naming convention. This is not spoilery, just in case you think it might be. The first three, you know, Burn For Me, Wildfire, they're all kind of just flame-based. And these ones, the next three, um, Sapphire Flames, Emerald Flames, Ruby Fever. I don't know if it's Emerald Blaze, excuse me, Ruby Fever. You know, they're all, you know, Precious Stone, Emerald, Ruby diamond which is 3.5 in the series and then you know flames or fire so kind of showing that like yes this is still part of the same series but it's also different so i like that i think it's good i had a fun time seeing this one is from catalina's point of view so i had a good time seeing that it made it different i still miss nevada because you always like the first character you're introduced to that's kind of the point of introducing your first character so i miss her but i thought it was good she's tangentially involved and it's still you know it's not bad so i think we're just going to have to get into the spoiler section though i know it's quick for a non-spoiler section but uh, i don't have a ton to say and uh, the atmosphere is great i loved it it's very immersive again the emotions are always just like super palpable during the critical scenes you know especially if there's fear or you know the sexiness scenes they they kind of get you they I mean they're there right that you can feel their desire how about that not anything else so uh, let's go into the spoilers let's just uh, start talking about our characters you know we get catalina like i said and i really enjoyed being in catalina's head and seeing her difference because hers is just her voice is so different than nevada's voice where they have similar goals you know they have to protect and they want to take care of their family but Catalina is all about I can't use my magic or if I use my magic this is the consequence and I have to be 100% sure that this is the right move because I can't go back on my magic where Nevada is kind of like I just ping you all the time and if you tell the truth I, I tell and if you're not then I know and then you know she can use her active and do that so I really liked Catalina's the difference in their voices you know Catalina I loved her description of her magic as like her wings and that she you know opens her wings and when people see her wings that's what causes them to fall in love with her and I really like that and Catalina Catalina has a lot of growth in between 3 and 4, and I like that it's described in 3.5 Diamond Fire, if you read that, how it happens, that she's kind of in charge of the wedding, and she has to do some investigating, and then she starts meeting with Rogan's mom, and working with her, you know, to kind of grow up and to be a house, because the Rogans obviously like the Baylors, like their family, so of course she's going to help out a little bit, right? So I like that, and I like that this one is all about, Nevada was all about keeping her power hidden, and Catalina is all about keeping her power contained, and and, you know, she's starting to relax that and get used to using her power. And I thought that was great. I, I really enjoyed that. I love, I just like her actions that she, they, they feel grown up, but still not grown up because she is 20-ish again. So I, I like the change and the feelings that they have and the way they act because, yeah, sometimes they feel a little mature, but like they're not perfect adults and nobody is so it makes sense for me now i think one minor minor complaint in this is it's just runa ederson i felt like she was way more competent in diamond fire which is this the novella of course but in that one it was dealing straight with just like oh i'm going to detoxify all this stuff versus the house stuff and you know her parents being killed and being the head of a house now so i can kind of get that and i'm like okay are you just being a little nitpicky because it was like two completely different situations and it's like i don't know she just felt a little bit more off the handle in this one and that's 
totally understandable though given the plot so i can't like say it was like bad because i feel like that's that's well written when she does things against her self-interest because she's so emotional right so i don't know um alessandro he's back i kind of knew he would be because you kind of get that feeling from the first three like hey it's alessandro he's gonna be catalina's love interest but then you know it's kind of shot in in the first three books and then he comes back and he's just like hey i'm here i'm gonna protect you and uh, he's such an interesting character because he's got all these personas like oh this is my face i use with your family this is my true face like you know this is another face i use when i'm with you this is my i'm trying to be sexy face and my distracting face and my instagram face and who is the real alessandro we can tell that he obviously loves catalina because you know what's the point of introducing two love interests a love interest if you're not going to make it work eventually hopefully right so but it's just it's good to see his character that he is not just the pretty boy that she's fallen in love with like he is but at the same time he has other things uh his magic and he's like an assassin which was just kind of shocking to me because i was like when you first see him in the book he you know stabs somebody and you're like um what that's uh interesting that's not what i was expecting but it makes sense you know he has the anti-magic field basically that's his ability and so to make an assassin that's pretty good like you don't want your assassins to be just straight up murdered by magic all the time so that makes sense and then he's also got his uh summon an item ability which is just awesome you know he has to kind of direct it and be like i need something to do this and it kind of summons it into his hands but like within a certain range and it's just like oh that's awesome but like not too overpowered because he has to like pull it from somewhere so alessandro i love i like his personality he's the competent guy he's going for it he knows what he wants i like that he's truly like immune to Catalina or at least he says he's immune and because he loves her and that's why people who love Catalina are like truly love her are, are immune to her power because that's kind of what her power does is it causes that love and so I liked I like that that makes sense like yes the siren has to have some of some weakness obviously she has to break their mental defenses and she well if she wants to do it safely she does you know she can so I like that you know this is uh let's just go over the plot a little bit this is it's a pretty similar plot they start investigating something people warn them away they go anyway they get dragged into something bigger and more powerful and more dangerous and they have to accept it so similar plot but hey if it works don't fix it don't break it right if it keeps working don't fix it because it's already working so um so this one they are investigating obviously runa ederson's mom and her sister's death there's some hinky things going on they investigate it they find out that her sister is not dead and that there are her mom was assassinated and her mom was an assassin and they investigate diathek who are creating you know users magic people who have been warped and usually when you're warped then you can't do magic but these ones are warped and can do magic giving them a little bit more of a lethal edge right and then they uh they take this to linus duncan who is the you know he's the family friend family uncle and i loved it he just was like uh okay now we're in serious mode and uh this is bad you shouldn't have come here with this they're like you know what are you doing with alessandro he's not a cool guy and they they find out that they've become wards of the state they are above everybody else in the like pretty much but it's all super secret and if they reveal they will have to kill whoever they reveal it to and you know get in big trouble so it's like oh boy they keep investigating they get shot at they eventually fight with uh benedict de lacy who is the a mind ripper which is crazy so he can break your mental defenses and then just kind of scramble your mind and make you uh, he's a phobic so he likes to induce phobias and fears and it's just like okay he's very scary like 
but obviously like it's Alessandro's immune so that's it's a the way it works is interesting and the way they have their combat and their conflict is interesting because of who the characters are and how they're they're working right I was a little surprised that the no I I said I wasn't really surprised I I knew it going into it that there was going to be a a scene and it wasn't bad it was very quick it was in and out (laughs) that sounds wrong it was over and done quick um, because of what's going on where they start kissing and then Catalina thinks she's you know used her magic on him and she she breaks away and then she realizes she hasn't and she you know she can't so I loved I thought that was a good scene it makes sense you know, hopefully, and then when Alessandro leaves at the end, though, he's like, oh, I have to leave. You know, I, it's that duty. I have to do my thing. I can't just be with you. And Catalina makes a deal with her grandma that she won't marry out of the house. So now she feels like she can never be with Alessandro. But I predict in my infinite wisdom and, you know, partially from having read the spoiler, not the spoilers, but the plot summary for the next book or the next one that... They will get together. Not even a plot summary. The it's like the back of the book, right? But it's on Goodreads, so it is whatever that is. The that they will get engaged, and Alessandro will just marry into her house because he doesn't want to be part of his house anymore. So I don't think that'll be bad. And I just okay. One part I really like. I love the conversations between the sisters. Feel I mean, it feels like sibling conversation. I don't have any sisters, nor my girl, so I can't comment to its accuracy a hundred percent. But the interactions that her that they as sisters have and their parents have matches in my mind what I had kind of with my brothers and my parents, right? So I like that. I think it's great. And I love the little snark and the, the sass and the snappy remarks that Catalina and Alessandro have together. Like, well, what about this? And you're just dumb and quit doing that. Like, you ever going to, you know, it's just the way they talk. It feels real and it feels great when you're reading about it. So I just love that. Oh, and Sergeant Teddy came back for this book. He did a very teeny part of this book, but I loved Sergeant Teddy. He was so funny. Like, he's just so fun. A giant teddy bear that's a big pacifist. And Alessandro's like, ah, oh, crap, there's a big bear. I'm going to shoot it. And Catalina's like, no, no, stop. Don't shoot the bear. And like, she goes up and gives it a big hug. And it's just, just hilarious. And, okay, we got to talk about why Sergeant Teddy comes back. Because they have their own private security force. Obviously, they can't be a part of House Rogan forever because they want to be their own house and not a vassal to House Rogan. So they hire a Barca, who is just somebody that Penelope the mom knew. And they, he doesn't, he's a horrible security guard, though. Like a security force, like he's always discounting what they say. Oh, nobody could get in here. We are way too prepared. And it's like, you've got Bug living on the premises. You've got Alessandro sneaking all around on the premises. More, uh, Augustine, uh, Morgan, Morganston. I don't remember his last name. I'm sorry, but Augustine slipped through. And it's like, you guys are super incompetent. Like, Bug's been ordering pizza for like three weeks. And you guys just keep letting the pizza truck through and never being like, Sure seems odd that they're suddenly developing a big, big taste for pizza all of a sudden. You know, I just, so funny. And and they had to replace him, and I was like, good. like. But the way they did it makes you kind of care about trying to not, like, totally just be like, well, we hate you, Abarco, get out of here. Because that's not what most people would do in their life and in that situation. <laughs> We're going to go back to Alessandro and Catalina when he comes to her house, and he's uh, teasing her while she's cooking because she's stressed. And she's like, puts on the gloves and starts chopping the peppers, and he grabs one, and she's like, oh, you're going to want to give me that pepper. Don't you eat it. And he puts it in his mouth. And then his mouth starts lighting on fire, like not literal fire, but, you know, starts heating up. And he's like, oh, crap, I've made a mistake. And she's like, bathroom's two doors down the hall. Don't try to find it. And don't be brave. Just come back when you're done. And it's just a habanero pepper, but obviously I'm sure it's like an actual spicy pepper because I don't, I don't do peppers and I don't do spice. I'm not, my poor body is not equipped to handle that very well. So I stay away, but I can imagine the heat 
And I just felt bad for Alessandro, but it was like the perfect little relationship. Like I had told you not to do that. You still did it. Now you have to suffer the consequences. So I loved that. And I know this is kind of all over the place at the end, but uh, just going to have to bear with me, guys. Duncan Linus, he is, or he got serious, because he's always been like happy-go-lucky and kind of just like friendly to them. And so when they went to go visit him and explain that he was on the, the list of being assassinated, I was like, um, and he got serious. I was like, what What happened here? Did uh, Is this the same guy, the one who's like super serious and like, oh, by the way, you do this or you'll die and just like freaks that out, right? Or not freaks, Alessandro's totally chill, but Catalina's like, oh, what's going on help me what is going on who is this it's just like oh he's powerful like he's a tech mage a master tech mage so he can combine things in seconds and make new things and it's just like oh he's scary and he is like oh he gets in his mood you could tell from just reading it you're just like oh he's he is uh he is angry you do not want to be on his angry side but uh, I do like the one scene when they're getting ready to attack the lab and he's like, cheer up. We're about to embark on a massive killing spree with massive property damage. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> massive property damage always makes me super happy in the morning. Right. So I, I thought it was just a lot of fun. And I did like the epilogue. That was good. It made me feel like it explains a little bit more about Alessandro. I think we can hope to learn a little bit more and see what's really going on in the next book, which I'm super excited to be reading and to move forward to. And I think, you know, I miss Nevada, like I said, but I'm glad. I'm not glad she's out of it, but I'm glad that Catalina is proving to be as interesting and as fun to read about as Nevada was. And obviously Nevada's story is kind of done because she's with Rogan and that's kind of like the pairings of this. And now we'll hopefully get three books here and then maybe we'll get another three books with Arabella. I don't know, but we're going to see. And I liked how they, they kicked Nevada out because she's overworking herself to death and they, they just uh, make it so she can't actually donate her like her whole income except for what she barely needs to survive back to the company. So I liked it. And that Catalina's the new head of house, you know, the head of uh, House Baylor. So it's very interesting. And it was a fun book, not too technical. So I, I really liked that. But that's going to wrap up my discussion of Sapphire Flames by Alona Andrews. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, you know, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That really helps us out a lot. And remember to love the magic of books. <laughs> <laughs>